Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, will you guess it? Yep, it's the first Friday of the month. And you know what that means. Yep, we've got all kinds of updates with Sunny and Dr. Alessandra Duke. From Sunny's Airstream Adventures, that's taken them from California to Texas, and Dr. Alessandra's latest from new houses to new dogs. It will be a show of new and fun things. So stay tuned for Sunny in Seattle. And now I welcome your hosts for the day, Sunny Joy McMillan and Dr. Alessandra Duke. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. It is first Friday of the month, which means I am one of your hosts, Sunny Joy McMillan, joined by Dr. Alessandra Duke. And we're here every Friday on Sunny in Seattle uh, from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. KKNW in Seattle, as well as 103.3 KPCA in Petaluma, bringing you amazing guests and resources that will help you create a life filled with peace, joy, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. And if you can't catch the show live, you can always access those show archives. Those are found at 1150kknw.com. And you can also find the show on iTunes and Podcast One. And just a quick disclaimer for Petaluma, the views expressed here are not necessarily the views of Petaluma Community Access, KPCA Radio, or its board of directors, volunteers, staff, or underwriters. And uh, quick housekeeping, my website, Sunny Joy, is goldenoversoul.com. That is goldenoversoul.com. And Dr. Alessandra, what, or what's your website for folks out yeah, there? Yeah, it's alessandraduke.com. Okay, I'm so excited. Okay, get all the housekeeping out of the way in the intro and all that yes. good stuff because we have much to talk about. But I guess we need to check yes. in with Benny first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that supposed to be? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. you, Benny. Oh, it's I know. Good to see you. It's post. <laughs> <laughs> Continues all week long. <sighs> we no. still celebrating Cinco de Mayo? I am. <laughs> <laughs> No, I missed That's you guys wonderful. this year. I missed you guys. Celebrate. Yeah, I missed you guys this year for this one. Yeah, yeah, I know. We miss you, Benny. Aww. Yep. How's life feeling? How's life, Benny? <laughs> good, good, good. Just kind of hanging out there. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I need more questions than that. I do okay, better okay, that okay. way. Tell us, like, tell us what has stood out as being Ooh, like something out. that has just lit you up lately. Like you just noticed you felt through the roof excited. Oh, well, I, I mean, it'd question. be that it'd be today. See, I do much better questions. Why? Because <laughs> one one year anniversary <laughs> with my girlfriend and I today. <gasps> Yay. Oh, my gosh. Benny, so one year. One year. That's bananas. I know. Right. So, folks, you can date during COVID. That is so exciting. Are you all doing anything to celebrate? Well, yeah, but I'm not going to say it on the air. She could be listening. Oh, okay. And it's, it's not, it's not giving away his secret. No, and it's also, this is not an adult show. So. Okay. <laughs> well, congratulations, Benny. I'm so happy to hear that. That makes me Thanks. very happy. Yeah, we are too. You sent me a little message this morning. You know, I'm already out the door before she really gets up. So, um, you know, because 345 comes really early. 
Um, yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. everything's good. You know, going to see the little kids uh, this afternoon, too. You know, of course, it's Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to everyone out there, including my boy's mom and, of course, my girlfriend and being a mother, too. And uh, to even uh, your guys' parents. I mean, hello. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and Alessandra is a, I mean, you know, I consider yes. our furry companions to be children as well. For mm-hmm. those of us who don't have uh, biological human children or any kind of human children, really. Yep. Um, yeah. So Alessandra. Alessandra, uh, maybe that's a good entree point Ooh. for our discussion today of all the new things that have happened. You are a brand new dog mom. Right? I'm a brand new dog mama. Aww, fur babies I'm for the so win. Fur babies for the win. Fur babies for the win. Okay, but before I launch in, I do want to say that, Benny, you have given hope and inspiration oh. because not yeah. only are you showing that, yes, you can have a relationship in COVID, which people need to hear, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of single people out there that feel like they might never find someone again because of COVID. Yeah. And so you're saying it's po- not only is it possible, but that you can also have one that you're really excited about and passionate about. I agree. Yep. Yeah. Right? 100%. 100%. That's so, yep, yes. you're right. You are right. I'm loving this. I'm loving this hope and inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. So thank you. You're thank welcome. you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just want to okay. pass okay. that on and everybody. And then... For my hope and inspiration, yes, I'm a new dog mama. I have a new little baby who's um, four months old, and his name is Oscar. Aww. I landed on a name. It was very hard for me to decide, mm-hmm. but he's very Sesame Street looking, and so he needed um, uh, he needed just a little bit of a, a, a yeah a name that captured his little spirit. So Aww. we had to spend a few days together and. He seems to like Oscar the best. I've asked him how he feels about many names, and I think we've landed there. <laughs> Sonny, you're giggling a little bit. What's on your mind? Yeah. Oh, no, I was just giggling because I was like, I'm thinking of Oscar, and I'm like, does little Oscar live in a trash can? <laughs> yes. Well, the great thing is, is that sometimes his hair looks like he yeah. does, and right? I love it so much because... I just love these little um, scraggly guys that are always having kind of a bad hair day, you know, yes. and um, and he's that and I just am in love with him and he is in love with me. So it is a big love fest going on over here. And yeah, one of the things I love that that I want us to unpack with this story is it really the the way that Oscar came to you, just like so many things that have happened in your journey over <laughs> the past year has been yes. full of synchronicities that are just one of those it just it couldn't have happened without this this or this and yes um yeah so maybe we need to back up and and be do a bigger congratulations about you are you are now a homeowner officially you, you're in the house in florida <laughs> just hammering things getting it done you're right? on a mission girl a mission it's more like um Jeez. you know staring at things and trying not to be overwhelmed and being like okay how about we put this one shirt, you know, off of that chair and <laughs> over in an appropriate spot? <laughs> you know, yeah. or like, you know, before we knock out all of the sheds and decide to do a full landscaping overhaul, mm. how about we just start with getting a bath towel? It's very simple. <laughs> Super. <laughs> yes. So, yes, it's been so, okay. Um, it's been an amazing, amazing adventure. And, um, you know, for, for people who have been listening, know that this, you know, um, I was attempting, you know, I, I, I was sort of led to Florida, just kind of following 
what felt great in my spirit to do, you know, and um, came to Florida seeking warmth and really fell in love in January and thought um, as, as the, the Gulf of Mexico really captivated me and all of these magical experiences happened here, it really felt like Florida welcomed me with open arms. And, you know, I had been dreaming for years and years, you know, about, I just wanted a place with sun and palm trees and ocean and manatees. Um, manatees. Yeah. Thanks, Sonny. You got it. Oh, Jeez, my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have been obsessed with the manatees since I was a little kid and adopted my first manatee when I was, I think nine years old. And now I can go see them down the street if I want. And so I, and I am just in my own personal paradise. So I started looking around. Throw a leash around and one I, and take it for a swim. Hey, let's go. Oh my Come gosh. On. I just want to, oh, on. if I could just hug that thing all day. Aww. I just am like, could I just please hug you and pet you? And manatee It's love. illegal. <laughs> Everyone, it's oh. illegal. Don't try to touch the manatees. Okay, good to know. They're trying to preserve the manatees. You may not touch them or take, put glad, them on a leash yeah. or keep them. I know this now. <laughs> There might have been an issue if I it might be an issue if I come visit, but now yes. that won't happen. Yes. Nope. Yep. We will not be transporting a manatee from the water to my bathtub. Got it. Benny. Okay. Um, so yes. Yeah, so I've just fallen in love, and I wanted to see if it might be possible for me to get a home here, so that I could be here for a good chunk of the year, but then also be in Washington and keep my travels going. Yeah. Um, and so things just, you know, really opened up just step by step. I handed over the whole process to the divine um, in every single way, you know, and asking, you know, if this house is intended to be mine for the greatest good of, you know, my soul's growth, you know, then please continue to show me the next step. And if for any reason I'm not intended to have this house, please block me, you know, and I, I asked that every day. And I also asked that it be in the most, um, that it, it be in the interest of the most love and care for everyone involved, including mm. the sellers, um, including me, including um, the agents involved. And I, I, I said that prayer, I, I think nearly every day. And mm. so with that handing over to the divine, it was still a very active process. So there was still things for me to do every day to take action, but I really surrendered any of my notions about what might be best. Um, and thought that this was a neat idea and wondered if the divine thought so too. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I, it seemed like things just unfolded with ease. And actually this house received a lot of um, cash offers for it. And, um, and they liked me best. They liked that I, the sellers liked that I had a, a personal story that I wanted to live in it and make it beautiful. And that I was, a woman in business for myself and doing this on my own. And they just really fell in love with my story. Yeah. And, you know, throughout the whole process, you know, um, just continuing to surrender it over. So we had, you know, something came through their appraisal had come back way lower than we expected all of this. And, and I had a moment, you know, my, my first thought, honestly, after this whole adventure, since I left Washington in June, and I've really learned to trust the divine, my first knee jerk thought was, Oh, the, the divine has got this. It'll be fine. I'll just be shown next steps to take. But then my second and third major <laughs> jerk reaction were, oh no, oh no, oh no. 
I can't come up with that difference because I'm getting a loan, right? And I, um, there's no way I can do this. Oh no, what have I done? You know, oh no, this whole thing's going to fall through. I've already put this, you know, earnest money. Oh, and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I, I, but I had this kind of voice enter and say like, but what do you know to do? Mm. What do you know to do? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I know. I know that it just has to be surrendered, right? It just has to be surrendered. What's yeah. in the best and most loving interest of all involved. And that day without much prodding at all, the sellers dropped the price by $20,000 for me. They did not go with a cash buyer. They did not switch course. They just dropped price. And so um, I, they ended up coming, you know, I got it for $5,000 over the listing price and everything just kind of came together, together, together. And even conversations, you know, there were like blips with insurance and things like that. And I just continued to hand it over and it all just came together. (laughs) And so last Wednesday, then, you know, I got all the way to closing and I'm praying all the way up to closing, you know, and all of the agents are saying, you know, it should be fine. It should be fine. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." (laughs) I hear you. And it wasn't really fear. I just was like, the divine will let me know. Right. I will know. And so it was like, we went through the paperwork. We went through the closing, no surprises, no big thing. And all of a sudden keys were in hand and here I am. So it felt like I did a bunch of holy somersaults into oh. this place. And so now, you know, had been dreaming about, you know, this, uh, like a beautiful cottage of my own by the sea, never thinking that that would be in reach for me because I do have three degrees worth of student loans that I'm working to pay off. And I am self-employed and I am doing it by myself without any help from family. And, um, and I, but I, I like to use my life as an example as much as I can. And I thought like, I want to see if this is possible, right? I want to see if this, this little dream might be possible for me. And so here I am now in my very own pink cottage by the sea that Mm. is one block away from the marina and 10 minutes away from the white sandy beaches and turquoise waters on the Gulf of Mexico. (laughs) And I've got my own palm trees. I've been wishing for palm trees and to be near the water for years. I've got my own palm trees in my own yard. (laughs) So it's just been so magical. There's just so much to, I have, I have many questions. Um, I'm trying I love to your which- questions. <laughs> I know. I'm like, which way do you want to go, Sunny? Exactly. Well, <laughs> I just want to point out the, the, a couple of things. You are not the first person that I've talked to in the last month as we have been, you know, making our way across the country. And of course we've had the opportunity to have conversations with a lot of people and, um, you are not the first person that I've heard that said something to the effect of, I didn't think that this thing was in reach, the, the buying mm-hmm. of a house or the mm-hmm. taking of a big adventure, whatever. But you didn't just assume it was out of reach. You, of course, offered it all up. And of course, if it was mm-hmm. in the divine right plan and divine right time, then it should happen. But you you actually took the human action of of the scary step of putting yourself out there onto paper with the numbers that you had and with what you had to put into this deal. And, and it worked. And I guess it just, it it takes some bravery to do that, but I just want to encourage anyone else out there. Like Alessandra said, her life is an example. 
Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt to ask. And my Mm-mm. gosh, look how it came together for you in the face of cash buyers in the face of a, a bad appraisal, or I wouldn't say bad yes. appraisal, when, yes. you know, it came in low. It's yes. just, that's what goes to show you that if it's supposed to be, it's going to work out, even if you don't think it's possible from the human perspective. Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, there were many moments that, you know, when I started sending over my information and everything, I would get into my fear mind and think like, they're not going to approve you, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and like, they're going to look at all of your stuff. And I, you know, and I have like, my fear brain goes to like that source of ridicule, which I know a lot of listeners, you know, kind of feel that way. Like, I don't want to be embarrassed. Right. I don't want, I don't want them to say something to me. And so I would even notice my, my body having this very visceral constricted reaction when, um, you know, one of the mortgage brokers would be saying, okay, we need you to write a letter explaining why this is in your account, why this is showing up, why this, why this, why this. And I, and there were many moments, a few strong moments that I wanted to just be like, you know what, just forget about it. Like, just stop. Because I just felt scared. I felt scared of being exposed. I felt like maybe they'll say no anyway. And so it did feel like it did feel like a leap for me. And for some people, it might not be a house buying thing. Maybe that is something in your life journey that has come easy, you know? And, and so maybe there's something else where you can think of um, maybe trying to take a risk and feeling that kind of scared, right? But I thought, okay, just like one step in front of the other. And I also yeah. thought, all right, worst case scenario, worst case, they call me and say, we're sorry, but no, yeah. right? And that, and like, can you handle that? How will that feel? Well, you know, it'll feel disappointing. It'll feel all of these things. Right. But, and I thought I can do disappointment. Yeah. I can do sadness. I've done disappointment and sadness before. So you want to go ahead and say no to me? Let's go. Right. And then I felt this like new renewed, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, bring it, bring it, bring it. And I just, and I remembered like, I'm just handing this over to spirit. So so I want to be guided in this way. I think that that's a, a much more fascinating way to live anyway. So if spirit is like, ah, it's a no, then I know that there was something else for me and yeah. not that it means I'm some loser who can't do things right. <laughs> yes. And that's exactly what I was about to say. Um, I, I've had a bunch of lessons in this lately, but it, it's our human brains will want to make events mean something. And let's just say mm-hmm. that they had said no to you just mm-hmm to be so careful about not making it mean like you just said that you're a loser mm-hmm. or that you never own a house or that whatever mm-hmm. um yeah so if anyone out there is having some of those as sherry salada calls them the, the beautiful no moments mm-hmm. instead of making it mean something about who you are or what is available to you um you can look at it as perhaps the beautiful no make it mean the beautiful yes. no um yeah I've, i just finished that book not too long ago it was a perfect thing to read before <laughs> Well, I mean, after not getting into divinity school and before taking this yeah. adventure um, and hearing about the redirection in her life, for those out there, I highly recommend this memoir, The Beautiful No. Um, she was, um, before Oprah Winfrey uh, retired from the Oprah Winfrey show, um, Sherry was her uh, executive producer for, I think, over a decade and, and had been with the show for many years. And um, But before she ever joined the Oprah show, uh, she had applied and they had turned her down um, mm-hmm. or she'd had several things fall through. And so she was kind of at a low point, but then, and then they, 
anyway, they approached her at, in the end of it all. So all those beautiful no's that led up to it meant that she ended up in the perfect position at the right time at that company and was able to see Oprah out to her retirement <laughs> from yes. the show. Anyway. Well, and sometimes, I mean, I do think that with a, you know, a beautiful no, like sometimes we don't always, we, we can't, you know, foresee what it is that the universe has in store for us. But right. sometimes what I'll, I'll spend time doing is imagining other glorious possibilities, right? Like, okay, if this thing doesn't work out, then what's, what's the alternative? And I make it so juicy that <laughs> my alternative starts to look so incredible and sexy to me that I'm almost more interested in that sometimes, you know, yeah. where I'm like, okay, well, now I'm wondering if this doesn't work out with this other thing be even more awesome. You know, I just get really juiced up about a few different options. So, and it helps me surrender an idea that, you know, there, that only one answer can be the answer. And I think that that's what we do so often. Right. Yeah. I hear my clients even doing that with dating where it's just like this one person has to be the person. Right. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but what if that, if that one person isn't like, what else might be possible? Right. Like, Oh, it might be possible that I meet this kind of person or that. Right. And, and just get yourself excited about other options. If, if something is a no, you know, exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I wanted to also, one of the other questions I wanted to ask you, because if, um, if people have heard your journey now, as you, you alluded to it today, you know, you sat mm -hmm. out on the road in June and here we are, um, May, almost 12 months later and you mm -hmm. settled here in Florida, but which I cannot believe <laughs> that's what oh I just gosh. can't get over. I've, I just I keep know. shaking my head because we had just back, I think it was in December, right. When you were getting into the Florida area and you had your first little rental there, that was so perfect. And mm -hmm. so many, of course, synchronicities that came together for that to happen. But we were, you know, when, when are you going to plant your flag, Alessandra, where, how will you know where to go next? <laughs> and here we sit, you having like, after that conversation, planted your flag for the time yes. being in Florida. And yes. Yes. I, I'm curious. So over the course of the last 11 months, there have been, it's almost like we've talked about your trust muscle being built up. Mm -hmm. Do mm -hmm. you think you could have entered this home buying, settling in Florida process if you hadn't had the turtle steps or the small steps, <laughs> each leading to the next to really grow that muscle. Yeah. Could you have gone through that process mm -mm. without the past 11 months? Mm -mm. Absolutely. Absolutely not. Or I couldn't have gone through it, it with the ease mm -hmm. that I did. Right. Because okay. it's so much of the, so much of the muscle in trusting the divine has been strengthened. I mean, I am a completely different person when it comes to that, that area of strength in my life than I was this time last year, you know, because of this adventure and because of trusting, you know, that was back when I had, you know, again, one week planned of what I was going to do next when I left Washington. And now we're looking at almost a year later. And here I am just with so much faith and trust in the divine. But it was those little steps and seeing like, okay, when I can let go and trust this this thing can flow or something else opens and surprises me, right. Or someone yeah. else enters my life and surprises me. And so, and it was like little, little 
you know, smaller risks at first, right? But all really built up to now I can look back and Sunny, you've always talked about the universe kind of leading breadcrumbs along the way that mm-hmm. maybe you don't see until you're in reflection on the adventure, right? Times yeah. when it seems so difficult, times when there was a no was actually a breadcrumb in the direction that you wanted to go. And, you know, I even think about um, when I, when my um, now former partner and I needed to take a break and I was looking for a place to stay in Bellingham where we were living and there was just kind of nothing opening up, nothing opening up. And even when I tried to go back there, nothing opening up, but boy, things were just opening up for me in California, across the country, you know, down in Florida. And it's just been so amazing now to see even as um, I entered this house, I trusted the divine through that whole process that made it so much more easeful um just the trusting and and i think that i could have gone through the process before but it would have been fueled by anxiety and fear you know and and even though i knew how to manage my thoughts you know and i've done that work i still think that that is just um it's that that fear and anxiety is just such a a pervasive little beast you know it just sneaks in there and it felt like there was so much less of that still some because i'm a human but so much less and i think it's funny too now that i all of this you know has kind of come to fruition you know and i was talking to somebody about oh yeah i'm looking for a place to stay in bellingham for a bit and somebody called me and said oh you can have my house for i don't know what three weeks seven weeks and i thought (laughs) get out of here. Like all of a sudden the universe is like, okay, now you can come back girl. Now you can come back. And I think I'm just so grateful for that. I'm so grateful because I was pushed into this trust building and this adventure, you know? And and the Mm -hmm. last thing I want to ask about here, um, because things have gone so smoothly and come together so beautifully between the 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 car the dream car that that we talked about last month that mm-hmm. you do um the house the oscar the new dog mm-hmm. um, there's this and i i'm saying this because i'm speaking from my own experience um and we've talked on the show before about uh gay hendrix and this idea of upper limiting like once mm-hmm. we hit a certain amount of goodness abundance happiness in our life we go oh no 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 we're not allowed to yeah that. so we do something yes. to sabotage it uh, we upper limit ourselves now you have received so much goodness and i and i just mm-hmm. from having known you for several years um this this seems like it's just uh what is it the hmm, there's a um quote from the Bible that actually I like, it's like pressed down something shaken up and runneth over. Like mm-hmm. everything has just, your cup is running over with goodness <laughs> right now. Mm-hmm. Have mm-hmm. you had any issues in receiving so much goodness from the universe? And if so, how have you not upper limited yourself? Like I'm thinking for anybody out there and me included, I want to know. Yeah, there, there really has been so much goodness. And, and I'll say, you know, um, just to like normalize me for everyone, (laughs) but there's also (laughs) been so many, um, you know, little moments where I'm like, crying in the corner and wondering how to get through this. Right. Mm -hmm, So I don't mm -hmm. want anybody to hear that. I've just been like, Oh my God, it's all butterflies and rainbows. But yes, there has there, my cup is so full and that's such a great way to put it. And honestly, throughout my life, because I've struggled with things like depression and anxiety and things like that, I actually don't 
I, I feel like I'm quite possibly the happiest I've ever been, which is really amazing for me to say. And so I think when all of these things are coming at me, one thing I do notice with the upper limiting, because a lot of, you know, clients and students have questions too about how this shows up is I will start fixating on, um, so I've got this like great house, right? And I've got this new puppy and I've got this, you know, great car and oh my gosh, I've got these new friends. Oh my God. And my brain is like fixated on something someone said and I need to work this out. And so my brain is just like churning and churning and ruminating and ruminating and creating this problem. Yeah. Right? To kind of get me back to this equilibrium of um, my like previous norm, right? Of like, whoa, 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 whoa. it's a lot more safe if we can stay in that kind of angsty kind of churning place, right? Yeah. You know? Um, and so I'll, I'll, things like that, I will, I'll notice, right? Yeah. Um, I'll catch myself if there is, you know, um, I, I've gotten better at this over time, but, um, you know, if there's a money, like an influx of, um, cash that comes in or, um, several new clients that sign up or something like that, you know, that even that can get uncomfortable. You see your accountant, like, ah, this is so amazing. It looks so great. Right. And then it's like, well, I should pay off this, 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 and then putting yourself into like another stressful situation. Right. Yeah. So it can kind of look like that. That hasn't been, that hasn't been my MO for a while, but I will say that it shows up for me, um, with those churning thoughts hmm. and I'll catch myself now and, and say, um, gosh, you know, what would it be like if you just decided not to ruminate on this? <laughs> You know? Yeah. <laughs> and then I think like, uh, then I probably just like have a really good day, you know, yeah. probably have a really good day. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm making it all angsty and it, and it just doesn't have to be. So I'm seeing that more as like an option to not self-sabotage. Yeah. And I love that you pointed that out as one of the ways you upper limit. I mean, of course, for the full mm -hmm. list that Gay Hendricks found in his research, um, there, there are quite a few ways and they're pretty sneaky. Um, you know, you make yes. everything is going right in all areas. So you pick a fight with your significant other or, yes. um, you know, you've got, you're up for the big promotion and on the way you get into a fender bender that you cause like there, mm -hmm. there are a lot of, a lot of ways, but that, the ruminating thoughts, that's a good, that's a sneaky, good one. Brain. Yeah. It's a sneaky, good one. Cause it will take your mood down yeah. and you don't even realize you're doing it to yourself. <laughs> right. Because yeah. it feels like, no, 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 I'm not doing it to myself. This person actually said that to me. Right. <laughs> and so it's, it's real, real sneaky and it can just totally tank your mood. And then here you are sitting in the exact, you know, life that you had been wishing for and you're mad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, of, you know, whatever you're telling yourself. So yeah. So that's a big way. That's a big way. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just, I'm, I feel so much happiness for you as well. So many good things happening in your life. I mean, of course we talked to Benny earlier about his good stuff and, and yeah. just, I'm, I'm just so excited to see everything that has come together and we're so excited. I mean, you may be, by the time we hit Florida on this trip, you may be up in Bellingham and we may be tired of the heat already in May and yes. June in the South. So we may yes, that would be amazing. Yeah. Maybe be Florida amazing. in the fall. <laughs> 
Well, and one other piece of the story, I know we talked a little bit about this before we hopped on the air, but I want to, I want to ask you some questions, but just wanted to share, you know, thinking about the, um, the, the breadcrumbs, right. And the churning, it's like a little combo when I was staying at that last dream cottage that just kind of came through magically with that real estate agent and everything. Mm -hmm. And the owner said, um, yeah, okay, you could stay there, but um, this woman, Sheila, is going to come and water the plants, you know, twice a week. And I was like, I told her, I was like, well, I can water the plants because I'm a pretty private person. And I just didn't yeah. want this lady just coming into the yard. And then so I was all frustrated. I had this whole day of being frustrated. Why does Sheila have to come and water the plants? <laughs> I could totally do the plants, you know? And and um, and so, and I was just ruminating about it, right? In this beautiful cottage being all like frustrated. And I just thought, just let Sheila water the plants. And so, and then I got used to Sheila and Sheila and I kind of, you know, we really warmed to each other. And then eventually I would get excited to see her and, um, and she would check in about like how the house process was going. And as I was looking for puppies, I was running into all kinds of blocks everywhere. I just couldn't find one. Right. And then, um, and these, you know, the, the shelters were just like not getting back to me, all of this kind of stuff. So anyway, it was one day and I just had this buzzing to ask Sheila. I said, well, where'd you get your dog? I love your dog. Her dog had run up and hugged me. And she said, oh, actually, I know a friend who might have a puppy for you. Let me leave her number. And, um, and then that is how I got Oscar was through (laughs) Sheila, who I was ruminating and creating a bad day about was actually a breadcrumb in, in the perfect direction. And I could have never seen that or planned that. You know, yes, that was, I just wanted to share that. No, I'm so glad you did. And that was the very thing I wanted to share right as we were going on air when Benny said, okay, gals, we got to go live. I didn't finish my sentence, but this was exactly where I was going. Yes. This I'll just share. Um, if it's okay, I will kind of give some updates on where we are and how those sometimes uncomfortable things can become the breadcrumb to what needs to happen or what is supposed to happen. And we had an experience of that as well. Yes. Um, and it also revolves around a dog, interestingly enough. <laughs> yes. Okay. So are we taking a break or can we launch into your story? Oh, let's just, I mean, I see Benny. He's Benny, no break. Okay. Benny's thumbs up, no break. Let's keep going. Okay. Okay. Great. <laughs> now yeah. we just need to make an official sunny in Seattle policy. There will yes. be a break unless someone really needs one and requests it halfway through the show. <laughs> okay. I like that new policy. Okay. Okay. Okay, So yes. So update us, Sunny, because you have, you started your journey and adventure and, um, and then yes, you've also got the dog story. And so, so give us an, give us an update. Tell, tell the people where you are. Yes. So I last first Friday, I actually had to look at my calendar. Um, and we were still in Petaluma um, because we needed to replace our tow vehicle. And then also in the meantime, my dad had a heart attack. He's fine now. He's doing great. But that, you know, there were just a couple of things that came up where we had to stay put um, for a number of days that we had thought we would already be on the road headed toward, um, you know, Florida, basically by way of Arizona, New Mexico, Texas. And then we've got friends in Louisiana. And so anyway, um, we once my dad's situation was settled, we were doing all kinds of research on cars because with our 
Airstream, you have to be, if you do not want a, a truck, which we're, I, I love trucks, but we're not really truck people. Um, so to find an SUV that has the towing capacity for our size of Airstream, there are very narrow um, parameters, the, the parameters are very specific and the choices are very limited. And we knew um, what we were looking for. So we had just been searching, waiting for one to hit the market, of course, apparently during this time, because there's a shortage of new cars, used cars are at a, um, definitely it's harder to find. Yeah, Benny's nodding in agreement in the studio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, used car prices are through the roof right now because there's such a high demand now and they know that too as well. So, wow. yeah, and that's yeah. wild. Yep. So here we are needing to replace our tow vehicle at the very moment all of this is happening. But we know, we know from experience, you can find love during COVID. You can sell your house during COVID. You can, you can dogs, get a house Dogs, during COVID. plenty of dogs. Exactly, <laughs> yes. exactly. Yes. Dogs during COVID, yeah. Everything is possible when you involve mm. the divine in it. So anyway, um, so we found the perfect vehicle, but it was down in Tucson. And so we are like, ah, do we make this drive from Petaluma to Tucson? And I just, I, we prayed about it. We, uh, you know, surrendered all the things that we usually do. We turned into inner guidance because, you know, what's outside of us is the guidance that's inside of us. So anyway, we, we did all the things and we decided to ultimately hit the road and in our, the tow vehicle we had, um, which we love him. It was like a last hurrah. We'd had him for years and he had seen us through so many fun adventures across the country. And we thought, you know, it feels, we don't get a grippy feeling when we think about hitting the road and going to Tucson and having that be, you know, uh, where we trade in our current vehicle for this new vehicle that we um, found. So, of course, I commit to the new, well, I say commit to the new vehicle. They're going to hold it for us. And we're feeling like, I don't want to say pressure, but it's like, gosh, we hope this works out because if we get down to Tucson and it's not the right fit for whatever reason, or the, the price doesn't work, then, you know, we're going to be sitting in Tucson. Um, we knew there was like good market for vehicles mm -hmm. as we're getting closer to Texas. So anyway, we just, there were just a lot of pieces in play and we thought, okay, we're going to take this, this chance because it feels aligned. And so I wake up the next morning after committing to the dealership that, you know, we come down there, we're going to take a look, we hear, you know, we're going to get our financing in order and all the things. And I'm like, oh God, Chase, did we make the right decision? Are we doing the right thing? And he's like, Sonny, that this is so many things like our last night in Petaluma, we, the KOA where we've been staying was sold out because it was during spring break. And there were no, while there'd been cancellation after cancellation to allow us to stay there for like week after week while we were figuring all this stuff out, we had to go stay somewhere else. So we got to go park the Airstream at our friend, like he's like our Petaluma dad. Um, we love, love this man. He's just, he took us under his wing when we arrived and we got to park our Airstream in his beautiful, he has like this thousand acre ranch out this beautiful road um, on the outskirts of Petaluma. We parked there, got to have coffee with him and his mother, who was like, you know, our Petaluma grandmother to us. And then we hit the road and we just, it, it just was like this beautiful send off. And so we hit the road, but I'm still going, ah, I hope we made the right decision. <laughs> Okay, so we get outside of Mojave, California. It's getting hot. It's deserty, and I'm going, "Oh God, this is uh, so uncomfortable." And as we are driving along the road outside of Mojave, California, we're like an hour outside of there, in the middle of nowhere. There is nothing anywhere, and we this dog, this beautiful German Shepherd, like six month old looking puppy, 
crashes out of the underbrush and runs like almost into our vehicle and then starts running along the shoulder of this like 70 mile an hour highway with big trucks and all the things. We pull to the side immediately and spend the next 20 minutes trying to get this dog away from the highway. She's very skittish, but she will run to us and then run away from us. And then she'll run to us and run away. And it's this, and it's so flat. Once she gets into the underbrush, Chase had to like run up on a hill and be like, I see her, I see her. And we almost mm-hmm. gave up, but I, he's like directing from the top of this, like lump of a hill where he can <laughs> see her and I'm running in the desert and we've got water and we have like cat food. <laughs> we finally get her. I, she has obviously never been on a lead before. She's incredibly thirsty, very underweight, malnourished. You can see her ribs and it, she won't walk on a lead. So I had to carry her back to the car. We get her in the car and she's just like this, just this lump of panting, licky, thank you so much for saving me in the desert dog. Oh my gosh. And so this is how our adventure begins. So on the way to Tucson, we have a German shepherd puppy and now our two cats and carriers (laughs) in an Airstream. We stop and get her a crate. Like we do all the things to make it where it's safe because we don't know how she'll be with our kitties. We know nothing about mm-hmm. this dog, but we just knew we couldn't leave her on the side of the road. We, of course, and for anybody out there listening, we went straight to the nearest vet once we actually got back to civilization um, and they scanned her for a microchip. She had you know, no tags, no microchip. She is not in good shape. Um, and so we made the decision after calling some of the local animal shelters, like I just didn't like the information I was getting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was not, it was not clear to me that it would be a no kill situation. So we made the decision to take her with us and find her a forever home on the journey because we knew we would have stops in places where we could depend on the animal rescue groups. Like we knew them, you know, like in Austin, mm-hmm. that's where I used to live. So anyway, with this beautiful dog, but I, I, the long story short, like, we didn't know if this dog was meant for us or meant for someone along the way, whether it was someone that would be a stop along the way or a rescue organization that would pair her with the right humans. And we got pretty attached to this dog. We had seven days with her before we really saw anybody else. And I just have to say, you know, our first friend stop on this journey happened to be at this wonderful humans property that is outside of Santa Fe, 10 acres of a compound And this person loves to go adventuring. She has a camper van and she's retired. So she's home. Like she was the perfect fit for this dog that we called Movi, short for Mojave. Mm -hmm. We called her magical Mojave, pear blossom of the desert. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I just, we, I did so much in the same way that you just surrendered the house buying process. I just said, you know, this is not an airstream with two cats who are barely tolerating and this puppy that's going to need room to grow and mm-hmm. all the things. It, it, if, if we were the right people, who cares if it's inconvenient, if, if it's meant to be, but I said, you know, we need, we need to know, I surrender this dog. I mean, this dog belongs to you divine and show us, let the dog show us. You even said, Alessandra, she Movi will show us where she's supposed yes. to go. Cause we even thought for a moment, she might supposed to be coming to you. Cause you were yes. looking for a dog. Yes. <sighs> yeah. And that, that felt very clear to me. Like yeah. when you had said, you know, I really hope that you'll consider taking her. And I thought, well, wow, that is interesting. Cause I've been praying to the divine that a dog come and then you contacted me the next day, but I got a clear download. Like no, Movi, Movi will show you. 
you know? Mm -hmm. So I said, we'll see what she wants to do. You know? Yes. And clearly a mm -hmm. German shepherd that's going to be probably a hundred pounds <laughs> is not a <laughs> cute little wiry terrier type that you usually go for and we're right. looking for. So. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, okay, it's not my type, but I thought Florida wasn't my type either. And look what I did there, you know? So exactly. I wanted to remain open to that too, but I just knew she would show you. Yeah. And it, it was, it came down to, it, it, I, it just, we definitely felt a connection with her, but um, there were so many signs that pointed to her. I mean, isn't it crazy that our very first friend stop along the way was at this most perfect situation mm -hmm. with a human who also, by the way, happened to have been looking for a dog and fell in love with Movi's pictures mm -hmm. on Facebook that I'd been posting. And so I just, I prayed and I said, look, if this dog is meant to be ours, then block this adoption with this perfect human, please. I just, you know, and, and the only thing that kept happening were doors flying open for her to stay there in the Santa Fe yeah. area area. But my point, the whole reason I said that I, you know, I had some, the, when we were doing the vehicle thing and we made the decision to go to Tucson to take a chance on this vehicle that seemed like it was going to be the perfect fit for us. When I had doubts, like, gosh, I hope we're doing the right thing. Um, if we hadn't set off for Tucson, even though it was a little uncomfortable at moments and I was second guessing myself, if we hadn't set off for Tucson, we would not have encountered Movi on the highway. I mean, I feel like she came crashing out, like Chase was laughing about it. Like we envision <laughs> our old dog puppy D up there in the ethereal realms, like directing Movi, like, okay, if you can just get to the highway, look for the white <laughs> car with the airstream, yes. crash out right then. Okay, go, 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 now, now. <laughs> Yes. I <laughs> love that image. <laughs> <laughs> I love that image. Well, and tell me, I mean, because there, there was like, there have been all these points. Like, I'm just always curious when people start a journey like this, right. And you, you started out and you had, you know, the, the tow vehicle was letting you know, like, okay, I'm ready to go down. Right. Yeah. And then your trip gets delayed and then your internet wasn't working. And then, you know, like it just was kind of, um, you know, the human mind might look at that and think, oh my gosh, this is going sideways. And I hear a lot of people when there are those challenges say, you know, it must not be meant to be, or this is a sign, or maybe this is a sign we shouldn't go, you know? And so I guess I'm curious, like, how did you decide that you would still keep going, that this trip was still going to happen because I just think about your timing being so perfect to then get Movi too. So yeah. how do you, how do you not fall into that? Like maybe it's not meant to be thing when there are these challenges. No, it's a good question. And I will just say that my overarching, what I have learned over time in the same way that you have learned in the last 11 months that you mm -hmm. are so infinitely supported by things on the other side of the veil, like the divine mm -hmm. or, you know, your ancestors or the, the nature spirits, whatever it is that resonates for the specific individual. Like I know from experience in the last 15 years since leaving my old life behind that I am so held and so guided in everything and everything. I do always believe that everything is working out for us on a soul level. Um, and I don't have any evidence to the contrary in my own life. You know, everything mm -hmm. has worked out, even though things may not from the human perspective look great, that everything ultimately has always worked out. So I can trust that. So that's a trust muscle that I've developed. So even when things are going quote sideways from a human perspective, the, the immediate thing that I go to is, huh, 
there must be a timing issue here. I must not supposed to be hitting this point until that point, or, oh, there's someone we're supposed to meet while we're still parked here. And sure enough, yeah. like we got extra time with friends in Petaluma that the rush and the move to put everything in storage just ended up being like, we didn't get to say proper goodbyes to certain people and we were able to do that. So I just, mm-hmm. I always assume that there's some reason, even if I don't know what it is, um, that, that things are going the way that they're going. And mm-hmm. so there's that. Um, and the other thing that I think is so perfect about this trip, like I think about it, I look back on when Chase came into my life and I think I've said this on the show before, but I I'd always had a list of what my career should look like, of what my person, my, you know, significant other should be like, like all of the characteristics and, and it was all the things that my culture and my human mind said should be. And the most, like one of the biggest gifts in this entire lifetime was Chase coming into my life. And it was everything that my soul knew I wanted and needed and nothing that my human had like thought was, was supposed to happen. Right. (laughs) And so when I let that gift be what it was, I know that that can apply to other areas of my life. Okay. So in the same way, Mm -hmm. this trip goes against everything that my human mind likes. I like structure. I like discipline (laughs) and order. I like having my routine. I like having my desk a certain way with the view a certain way with having a run before the show so that my inspiration is in the right place and that I have all of the proper oat milk for the coffee that I enjoy. Like it's, I am, I am, I'm, I'm a difficult person to live with. I will say that. Sorry, Chase. But I like Oh, I don't know about difficult. <laughs> I, could you choose another word? Okay. Um, I don't want to say high maintenance, but like I, I need <laughs> my, some people thrive on structure more than others. Mm-hmm. And my likes predictability and structure. I think mm-hmm. the extent, but I think, you know, my, my chart and my human mind, the way it is particularly (laughs) wired for me. Yeah. So this trip, I knew, I knew when the plan to have a structured move across the country to divinity school did not work out. And this was going to become an open-ended adventure that this was going to be a big soul lesson for me, a soul lesson Mm -hmm. in the same thing you've been learning for the last 11 months, but I actually, the rubber is hitting the road quite literally in a like metaphorically and literally for that for me. Um, and so I knew things were not going to be exactly disciplined and structured in the way that mm. I used to. And it was going to be so good for me. So the mm. more, I don't want to say disasters, but like the more things that come up that I cannot control, the better, because then <laughs> I get to do the trust fall with the universe that you have done and know yes. it's all going to work out. And even mm-hmm. if I'm comfortable, the universe is not going to end. Maybe mm-hmm. I am in the show here. Maybe I have to reschedule a client because the Wi-Fi isn't working. But every week I get to show up in a different place and trust that the universe is going to help me do what I need to do, whether that's see a friend, do the show, have a client, um, session, that kind of a thing. Um, and so Mm. I just have to smile and think the more sideways, the better, because now (laughs) I get to learn and give it all up so that when I actually get to go to divinity school and get to maybe start doing more, um, really the, the official spiritual work that I'm already, you know, doing really, but Mm. like that I will have lived it in a way 
that I can give it so much better than if I just read about these experiences or listened to you talk about yours. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I think that that's just so beautiful, you know, and it's, I, I think it's just amazing to hear how you conceptualize these different ways, you know, of going about these journeys and going about these um, decision points. And I, I think it is just so beautiful that you, you're just determined to, you know, walk your talk. Yeah. Yeah. You have said, you said it at one point and I've actually had two or three other people in my life that I really value their opinion. Like I do yours, Mm -hmm. like they're close confidants and they've all said, so you all, you said something similar that, you know, maybe Sunny, you just need to stop trying to plan even the little that you are planning, like trying (laughs) to get to Florida by a certain time. The same thing. My friend in new Orleans said the same thing. She's like, Sunny quit just go where the energy and the light takes you. And if we yes. see you, and if we don't, we don't. And we know that if, and when we do, it will be the perfect time for everyone involved. I'm like, yes, it's it. just <laughs> yes. a big giant, um, just chance to learn more about letting go. Right. Because I would experience you just, you know, even getting a little stressy, like, ah, well, I don't even know, you know, if we'll end up around this date or that. And I, and, and now just being on, you know, um, this months and months into my own journey, I almost, I feel like I'm hearing myself talk a little bit months and months ago when I was like, I don't know, and maybe I will. And maybe, and so I just feel like I can look at you with just such appreciation for that process and be able to say clearly like, Hmm, you need yeah. to let go. Stop planning. Let the divine take the lead. This exactly. is all part of it. Don't try to name another date for me when you might be here. <laughs> I know. And I'm down, finally, we've had enough of those sideways moments where I'm just, I have thrown up my hands and yes. do the best we can. And, and yes. I also want to just say, I know we're getting close to the end of the hour, but one of the things mm-hmm. that is another one of those fun synchronicities in terms of timing is Martha Beck's newest book, The Way of Integrity just came out. And Um, It really is the culmination of of all of her memoirs and self-help work that she has done for the past, you know, I don't know, 20 some odd years, Mm -hmm. uh, 30 some odd years. Anyway, um, but one of the things I will just say, I have also received pushback from folks who don't quite understand what we're doing and why. Um, Mm -hmm. For all the reasons I've said before, you know, it doesn't necessarily make sense um, and we're not doing things the way that other people do them. And I want to say for anyone else out there who is doing something that does not fit the cultural mold or what folks expect of you, that we have this habit of, um, I just want to share this concept that Martha talks about in her book, um, So what, so, what psychologists call uh, social comparison theory. And it, tend, it means we tend to measure our own well-being, not by how we feel, but how our lives compare to others. And I just want to remind everyone else out there that when you are in alignment with your head, your heart, your, your, your body and your soul, all of the things, how you feel matters so much more than what your life looks like compared to other people's. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, if you feel called to your own adventure or called to a state, you never thought you'd settle in. It does (laughs) not matter what your life looks like compared to anyone else's. Oh, with how you feel called. Um, and yeah, that's what we're going to continue doing on our end. And I know yes. you too. Oh, you know, I am. Yeah. And it feels <laughs> like, um, yeah, all of these 
it, it's just so funny, even like being in Florida, you know, where I talk to some people who have different ideas or whatever, or different family <laughs> members. And I just say, look, you just got to trust me, you know? <laughs> and, and, um, it was interesting too. When I told one of my close friends, she said something beautiful to me, um, where I said, you know, I, I know that this might sound wild or crazy or something, but I'm, I'm going to buy a house here. And she said, um, she said to me, it's not crazy. She said, if you say it's good, we trust you. And then we know it's good, you know? And so yes. I think just like trusting yourself, trust your gut, even if it's, even if it's not looking like you thought it might, it might exactly. just be that like, yeah, your higher self, your truest, you know, your truest part of you, it, it's not interested in that big, pretty picture that you painted mm -hmm. some odd years ago of how things yeah. should look, right? So paying attention yeah. to that is so amazing. Yeah. And here we go at the end of the show. Um, Yay! So Sunny in Seattle as your call sign. And uh, you've been joined today on First Friday by me, Sunny Joy McMillan, and Dr. Alessandra Duke. And thanks, Benny in Seattle, and thanks, Jeff in Petaluma, and I'll see you next week for another episode of Sunny in Seattle.